Coach, we've reached another Friday. Thanks so much for uh, for joining us. Um, another day of travel for you and the team. What um, First of all, what's it like to try to get everything done you need to get done on Friday and then still get on a plane? I mean, is everything yeah. kind of compressed practice-wise? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. And unfortunately, you know, we've practiced this. And, and you know, it might sound odd to the – the listeners that but we practice this stuff you know we practiced in preseason we practiced you know the 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 time frames and how the meetings fit and all that kind of stuff so that when we get to this time it's normal for us and we we can anticipate what's going on and all that just to clear the issues you know and make sure that we have the ability to focus on what we got to focus on uh many days you you do a walkthrough in the morning then you have a regular practice still all of that the guys are doing all that then they're jumping on the plane and flying uh, to new orleans yeah yeah we got a we got on this day um we we do the the walkthrough on the field and then we go right straight to practice on Wednesday and Thursday. We'll walk through, have lunch, come back to practice in the afternoon. So it's a little bit different. Uh, so it's all condensed and it works out just fine for getting on the road. Are you to the point yet with these guys um, now four games in that you really, I'm, I'm guessing you do this all the time, but you really start looking at how do we rest some of these guys, especially the older fellas? How do we take care of them? Do you start looking at that? Uh, yeah, no, we, we've, yeah, we've been in that already. You know, uh, that's important to us so that we don't get them to a point where, okay, they finally got worn down. Now we got to try to bring them back. You know, we try to not yeah. let that happen. So with the guys, that, the older guys or guys who have had, you know, substantial injuries and all that, we, you know, we pay strict attention to it. And we've had been in a format even through camp to make sure that we don't we, – because once you get overloaded, now you're susceptible and you're vulnerable. That, that's we mm-hmm. try to avoid that and offset that with all of our technology and, and all the analytics that we have. We have a lot of information that's, that supports, you know, when guys need breaks and all that. And then we also know the cases too. So we use all of that information to make those choices. Speaking of uh, flights, uh, so we're, we're flying back from Detroit last week. Happy airplane flight. It was great to be on it. Uh, everybody kind of celebrating, although everybody was tired. And uh, I asked Shane, your offensive coordinator, um, I asked him what it felt like to call a game where everything you called worked. Yeah. And, and you know what he said? He smiled and he said, Gino made a lot of great plays for us. And I think he was deflecting a little bit, but why did everything, nearly everything work last week offensively? Well, we we really got consistent play up front. The big guys did do a great job and and they were, you know, the quarterback did not get sacked. He he got hit a couple of times, but he made great plays when Mm -hmm. he did. And so we, we survived that part of it. And as the game wore on, we got better running the football and it just let the game stay in, in kind of, tilted our way you know we never did have to punt the football all day long so that's a um it it, it was and remember too that we the, the third downs were nine out of 12 or something like that you know mm-hmm. it's fantastic third down play and that's you know that's why you know you can feel like that that you really can't get stopped that's that's what it felt like and, and uh we weren't we were had in the right mindset and shane did a fantastic job and like you said, Gino did do a great job in this game, and why he got recognized the Player of the Week and all that. But it, the the real, the, I think the real responsibility goes to those guys up front to be so consistent, keep us safe, and let us run the football. Rashad Penny said this week that there there really is something to keeping up, trying to keep that keep running the football because by the fourth quarter you really start to wear that defense down, and that's when you can start popping those plays that he has that he has made those big plays. Right in, in, in classic fashion, the runners they get the feel for the line of scrimmage and they get the feel for the the timing of things that's unique to that team we're playing. And it's I mean, every running back will always tell you, I need more carries so I can get you know I can kind of get mm-hmm. connected and really kind of get primal about the way that they they're, they're carrying the football and and. Uh, I mean, he showed it time and again, and, and uh, we're really excited to see this emergence for, for Rashad. He is really a, a big-time threat right now. 
conversely, you're, you're still working on the defense. I know uh, a lot of time at practice. Clint this week said something interesting. He said, we got to, we have to play with more with, with leverage for those out there who don't understand what leverage means to a defense. Can you explain that? Well, there's a couple of things. He's, one, he's talking about uh, where you can disengage from blocks. If you're up above and higher there is higher or higher than the, the, offensive player you don't have the power opportunity to control the guy as you would need to disengage and go get the ball that's one also the the leverage uh in containment when the ball is is attacking the, the the defense uh we have some young guys that have that have made some errors on the edge and, and they don't contain and second contain the ball when it bounces around and the ball's it's cir- circled the defense a couple of, a number of times on some big plays and we have to do a better job with that. That's just experience and awareness, you know. And some guys have a better sense than others, but everybody has to learn it or you, you're susceptible for plays breaking. It could be screens, it could be checkdowns, it could be runs, and and uh, uh, we we we're gonna have to eliminate. Uh, the numbers of, of explosive plays. The other thing, too, that's going to make a difference for us, we got to get better on third down. we got to get off the field. we got to take advantage of when we do win and not have – we've had 10 penalties, you know, that have turned mm-hmm. into first downs. We've got to get rid of those. That's way too many. And that's – of all of the things that we're asking our guys to improve on, we can do that. It's don't grab a guy, you know. <laughs> don't hook somebody, you know, when and, you know at the line of scrimmage and get defensive holding and, and the hands penalties downfield. So that those are the areas that we're really trying to just turn around quickly – uh, to see the the effect of that on the offensive side, you mentioned Gino, uh, NFC Offensive Player of the Week. I, I, is there anything he's not doing well right now? I I can't think of one. No, he he really is on it. He really is, and uh, his his uh, communication with the guys up front. He's working really well with Austin Blight. Those two guys are really making the the, the thing flow. Um, and the checks in the running game and the pass protections. Those are exquisite in, in this last game. Uh, but then again, he's also he's just on the money uh, with his throws. He's accurate every day. It, this is not a surprise. You see him all day, every day, every time we're out there. He just has a great arm and a great release, and he has so much power that he makes all of the throws consistently. His accuracy has been marvelous. And so if we can keep him clean and he stays fast with the ball, you know, quick and getting it out, mm-hmm. then uh, we can el- minimize the effect of, of the opponent. We've got a really tough group this week. These guys are experienced. They've got a ton of stuff that they do. They've got really good defensive ends uh, to to continue to bring edge rush. Our young guys are going to get really worked out. And and if we can maintain that and not let that get into us, uh, we have a chance to do a good good job here. On top of everything else, it's going to be loud. It was loud in Detroit last week, another indoor stadium. Now it's called Caesars Superdome. Uh, And I played in there a thousand years ago and it was loud then. I can't imagine what it's going to be like on Sunday. How do your guys adjust to that? How do you prepare for that? It's it's this place is I got I've got memories too about the same thing about this it's a unbelievably loud place uh, we we got to try not rile them up any more than we have to you know and, and keep it down but we really had a good prep at Indy Indies we, we got going too I don't know if they're pumping it in or what, how it happened but it was hard and and so we're using that experience coming right in one week to the next to see if we can't just build from that. Um, and then, again, this may be harder, but once you can't hear, you can't hear. So it it's all goes back to the, all the other signals and things that we have to do. So um, how we practice, we, we're, we're blowing out the sound whenever the offense is up there as close as we can. And, and, and the, the speakers are right there on the, uh, on the end of the line of scrimmage. And we're trying to make it as difficult as possible. And so it's no, no big deal. It makes it difficult on the old guys like me standing on the sidelines trying to watch practice because you can't hear yourself think. Uh, Saints have lost three straight. They've had a lot of guys injured. They're going to be really angry. They're back home after a long road trip uh, to London. 
Uh, and they, it looks like they're going to have Alvin Kamara back. We don't know for sure yet, but it looks like probably it'd be a game time decision. What he is is a game changer, isn't he? Yeah, he's a fantastic football player, and it, he he can get you in a million different ways, you know. And and they know it, and they use him. And uh, if he's back, he, he's a big focus for us. And we're counting on him playing, and so we've been counting on it all week long. And we've got our stuff that we're trying to do to con- contain him. Uh, you, you you really can't stop him, but you can keep him from being the big factor, and that's what we're going to try to do. One more question. Again, uh, you probably don't look at this kind of stuff very often, but uh, I'll throw it out there anyway. Um, by the record books now, you need three wins to tie Bud Grant for 18th on the list of all-time winningest NFL coaches. Is it kind of more special that it's Bud who's there that you're approaching now? Do you even think about it at this point in the season? But because Bud Grant meant so much to you as a coach. Well, um, honestly, um, I heard something about that. I haven't I haven't seen that statistic at all, and, and really that's not something that's very prominent in my mind at all. However, um, if it come, when it comes, we get to, to those, those numbers, um, it will be special and, and I'll, I, uh, because Bud is one of my all-time favorites uh, that I've ever encountered in, in my life and, and uh, as a person and as a you know, fellow coach and working for him and all that. But just I have just re- the ultimate respect for the, for the man and, and who, what he's done and stands for and all that kind of stuff. So um, I can't even believe that we're even close in numbers, to the truth. <laughs> I, I, I won't believe that till that happens, I guess. So uh, we'll see. But um, I, with given the opportunity to talk about how much I love Bud, you know, this, is, this is really one of the special people I've ever been around. I played against his teams, and his, one of his assistants was our head coach, sure. our very first head coach here with Seattle, Jack Patera. What what is it about Bud? He's just so stoic, though. He just stands there. He looks he looks like a statue sometimes on the sidelines. Yeah, well, he's he's just the epitome of poise. Uh, he, he's he's one of the most confident people you've ever been around. I mean, he knows he can do anything, you know. And he's and there's nothing he can't do, and there's nothing he would ever say. Well, I, I don't think I'm gonna be very good at that. He doesn't feel that way. <laughs> he's cocky. Uh, he, he he's very self aware, but um, he's got this marvelous sense about him, and it, it was such a, a a joy to be around him. He's got extraordinary awareness he, it, with people and understanding mm-hmm. who you know how people act and what do, what you can count on them. All of the things and all of the tricks he used to do to try to figure stuff out, uh, but also just his ability to call stuff. You know, he called before it happens, and, and it just blew me away how many times he did it. And that those those uh, memories of, of how he would say something, and then bam, that guy put the ball on the ground just exactly like he said. You just go, holy <laughs> crap! How did that happen? You know, but he called it. Um, it's just always been something that's been. Uh, I mean, that's just part of it. His family, his setup, his effect on the community. What what uh, you know what he meant to everybody. Um, it's just been it's an extraordinary person to to know and I, the other part of it is he 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 really let me in uh, i was kind of a, you know just a young buck and just trying to hang out and, and he he welcomed me to come sit in his office and shoot the breeze and we talk about all millions of things and fishing and hunting and all kinds of stuff and as well as ball and people in the world and it, it was so i felt very very fortunate to be able to tap into such a unique person special guy well, if there's any, anybody that needs to know a story about Bud Grant, all you need to know is that when we played the playoff game back there and it was about uh, 14 degrees below zero or something, he walked out for the toss of the coin uh, as the honorary captain without a coat on, short sleeve shirt. It was so cold that day. I thought we were all going to freeze to death. And here goes Bud Grant. Yeah, he's, just but I, he's just a stud. <laughs> yes, he show is. you one more time. That's it. But I digress. Uh, Coach, have a great rest of your Friday practice. uh, And then let's uh, 
let's fly back to New Orleans and uh, and have a big win. Uh, let's have a little party down Mardi Grandland. Yeah, I got you. You got it. See ya. Thanks, Coach.